0: sell some of them you're wasting all your time and money on models Paint
1: what you have hello everyone and welcome to model club tv episode 33 that's easy with the fingers <laughs> 33 yeah read between the lines pal okay <laughs> uh, it's gonna be that kind of episode how are you scott i'm great it's uh, almost <laughs> halloween
2: <laughs> it is almost halloween yes it is yes it is I'm waiting. Yeah, it's almost Halloween. Okay. We'll see. We'll see if
1: you uh recover from that.
0: Uh yeah.
1: What what do you want to have? A birthday party now? Yeah, I want a birthday party right now.
0: <laughs> Six days early, and you want to party now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I forgot to wish you happy birthday on this, so I'm not gonna make a big deal out of it. So we're good. Uh it rained a lot <laughs> last day. It was like twenty four what? 28 hours of rain twenty
0: like ridiculous. Yeah. You but, know, you told uh, me earlier, you got some seepage, got some seepage. And I didn't know if that was anal seepage or what was going on. That's there, but, the
1: usual uh, kind of seepage. <laughs> uh,
0: swamp ass. But, uh, yeah. you know, what was strange is I haven't even heard my sump pump go off. So what? our, my water level in the ground must be, um, dude, really dude. low right now. And usually when it rains as much, I'll get puddles in the backyard And, uh, nothing this morning. So it's, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying we didn't get a lot of rain, but I'm, it's, I've had way worse. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. I have to, uh, catch up on my sideshow dilemma.
0: Yeah. Because Jason's right on top of things.
1: Yeah. I always forget to say stuff. Um, so sideshow did get back to me with my broken Felby's Ted and they gave me $100 gift card. Or I had the option to return the statue and get all my money back. But they could not replace it because they were out of them. So it was a tiny little head or give the whole thing up. So I decided to just go with the $100 gift card. And we could give it away. It's not even a gift card. It's in my account. So that's what I was thinking at first. But it just, they added into your account, like in your, like there's like a section for that. So I, now I have to find something to spend $100 on a sideshow, which really, there's not much that's $100. So. Oh, I can find something. I'll, I'll pick something up. All right, you pick something you out. You can
0: make up for not wishing me a
1: happy birthday. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> Wouldn't that be grand? So uh, the other thing I forgot to show last episode, but it really fits in perfectly for this episode, is my friend Jim uh, gave me an awesome record, and Jim. I wanted to share it. Good friend Jim, little Jim stores. Uh, check that out. Wow, that is an awesome record. So, in really good condition. I think he found it in like a box of his stuff, and it plays. It's still it's scratched in a couple places, but it's really nice.
0: And I always love the artwork on that.
1: Yeah, famous monsters speak, and it has what is that? That's the box art from all the model kits, right? The Wolfman. I don't know where the Wolfman came from. Wolfman and different. the creature for sure. Yeah,
0: this is and different. then the monster. Yeah. yeah, those are different.
1: But, but the, um, yeah. Mummy and the creature are the same one. And then it has the some witch, other. Quotes I don't even on know the why back. they're on there because they've got nothing to do with the. Um, what does the creature say? Really? The, yeah, <laughs> right. just bubble noises. So I'm gonna but, have to. Uh, we started listening to it to make sure it worked, and it totally mm-hmm. does. But there wasn't, you know. It's not like, so, line. I thought it was lines from the movie and it's not, it's like,
0: so what it is, um, and I have a CD copy of it. Okay. So what it is, is it was an old radio show type thing. Okay. Okay. It's from,
1: this says it's from 73, this record. Does
0: that seem right? Uh, that one might be, but I think it yeah, came out sooner there. than that. Famous monsters used to sell. Cause look at the two that they're advertising on the back okay our older issues of famous monsters all right um, but it could be 70 you know in the 70 early 70s i could be wrong yeah it's 73 Um, so but they reissued it a ton of times too so thank you
1: jim that's awesome it probably is reissued i'll bet
0: but it's funny because it's got nothing to do with any of the movies um the one side is kind of and i won't spoil it for you but the one side is uh (laughs) the monster raving out at the doctor
1: like dancing like raving dancing
0: no raving oh raging raving raving like like you rave about dumb shit (laughs) and then like i don't rave against dumb shit i rave against 76 kong okay and then the dracula is like a reporter um and dracula it's kind of weird okay cool Uh, yeah i was gonna uh, try
1: and save it for halloween and listen to it that night or something so
0: so they're really it's fun but it's it's And a lot of those old famous monsters albums were old little radio, uh, things that they put on albums. I didn't realize that till recently. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, I have a King Kong one somewhere. Oh. And it's like the cat, the, uh, captain narrating the whole story. Oh, really? That's kind of cool. So.
2: Excellent. Uh, have you watched any movies? No,
0: I want to, uh, watch movies, but I haven't. So.
1: So you didn't watch Suicide Squad?
0: I'm not going to watch Suicide Squad. I'm not going to watch Malignant. But I might watch the movie that I know you want to talk about.
1: I watched Dune. And I really liked it. I really liked it. Have you ever read the book? I have not. Okay, I'm just curious. So, my brother is a huge Dune freak. Like, read all the books. I, on the other hand, you're not... You won't be surprised by this. You won't be surprised by this. I used to play the Dune 2 video game hours upon hours, which is just an RTS where you move your little ar- your, your army around the map and try and harvest spice before the worm came out. And you're against the Ordos and the Harkonnens and all this stuff. And so that's where my backstory and mine. I did not read the book because I'm terrible at it, like, I lose my place. Um, but, and I was map. a big fan. <laughs> What are you telling me? Is it like doing math? Yeah, it is kind of <laughs> like doing math sometimes. I have the, I think I mentioned it before. I found out I have this thing called seasickness syndrome. Did I mention this before? Dear God, no. So it's C as in S E E, where I get motion sickness from looking at things. So if a train is going by, I'll get motion sick. And if I'm looking at the train, the one that really, like when kids, come into my classroom and it's a line and I watch the line go by, I almost fall over. So I can't look at that. So one of the, even scrolling on a phone when you're scrolling up like this makes me sick. And one of the other big things they said was reading is you'll be reading and you lose your place all the time. And I always thought that was just normal for me, but it turns out it might be part of that. Anyway, enough about that. I love the other movie, too, the David Lynch movie. I really, really like that. I know people have problems with it, and I know, I, I mean, I do, too. But this was so non-Marvel that I was so afraid they were going to turn it into a Marvel Technicolor jokey fest like they do with everything. And the ship design was, like, just so cool. The costumes, the architecture, it, it was taken seriously. It's not without flaws. I think there's some little things in there. But I think out of sci-fi movies, there haven't been some... like. Did you see Annihilation? No. <laughs> Come on. So sure. I think outside of that, that was one of the better sci-fi movies in the last few years. And this is up there. This is so good. I hope people see it. I will not be seeing it in the theater because you know my, my record with the theater. I'm not getting into a fight. And I watched it at home and it was... Awesome. Did you have to
0: pay for it, or do you have HBO Max? I have HBO Max,
1: so I I watched it on there, and it's in Atmos, and it sounded great. It looked great, and I cannot. I heard the second one got greenlit, and I cannot wait for that. Like they're gonna do. It doesn't get through the first book. I know it kind of ends in a in a nice spot, but I wish I wanted more, and I just I think they did a really good job with it. Um. If anyone else saw it, let leave comments. I'd love to know.
0: I wonder how many,
1: how long before we start to see um, 3D
0: modeling of this stuff already. I, you know what? I should look.
1: There's got to be, the, the ships alone, I think there's some, the ornithopters are done correctly where they look like they have dragonfly wings and there's some really cool spaceships in there and, and even the costumes. Like I just, and the sound, the music was amazing. The way the Sardukar talk, the throat talking they do is just, oh, anyway, enough about Dune, but please watch it. Support original sci-fi. That's not a joke at this point. And it's, I, it's great. And Mary Jane's in it. Mary Jane. From the Spider-Man movies, uh, Zendaya or whatever. Oh yeah. I didn't watch any of those. So yeah. Okay. Oh, I watched one of them. That is her. Holy crap. I didn't even yes. realize that. You know who uh Lady Jessica, I just realized this from? And you didn't, I bet you didn't see this. From the sequel to The Shining. My
0: brain just broke. Um
2: Doctor
1: Sleep.
0: Yeah, my wife wants to see that. She just that, watched is fa- Shining. that is,
1: dude, watch it. Rose the Hat is uh one of the main
0: characters. I never characters. saw The Shining. She watched it the other day, though. She was watching it. And she said she she was surprised The Shining was not nominated for any like major awards like <sighs> academy awards because she thought the acting and everything was so good in it so
1: how could you have not seen the shiny
0: here's johnny
1: i don't know i just i oh my god all right we're just gonna let it go we're gonna let these go from now on <laughs> um, well. i also started this, this is actually a long movie segment i started
2: watching Squid you know, uh, squid you didn't game. know who
0: the groovy ghoulies were i'm just saying
2: yeah
1: it's
0: a cartoon
2: okay. <laughs> squid game Watch that. Everyone's oh, is talking that the one about with it. the PlayStation uh yeah, controller symbols on yeah. their head.
1: Yeah, it's uh I'm 3 episodes in and that's good. I knew what it was at least. You did know what it was. Good job. It's really good. So,
2: okay. Uh, giveaways.
1: Giveaway. Our giveaway is going to run a tad different this time. I am going to Handpick who he wants to win. <laughs> no. They're in here. So I'm going to pull three tickets, all right? And I'm hoping that they come out okay. If not, i am find you a new way to do this, to do it a little quicker. Um, so the giveaways we have are from Hang, Hilder, Hel- Hang Hilger. We have... Shut up, Scott. We have our Poison Ivy kit. And...
2: Pull them up. We have our Poison Ivy. I'll just pull pull out a piece of it. I'll edit this. From Hang Hilger, we have our poison ivy. From Hang Hilger, we have Mommy. Mommy! What are you doing? See
1: if I can make you seasick. Ah, that does, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like that. (laughs) So we have Mommy. From Hang Hilger. Two great kits. Two really great
2: kids. And then we have Sandy
1: from Pestilence Lab and Mark Worthling. I messaged Mark today in a sheer panic because I noticed there wasn't a cigarette with it. (laughs) But it doesn't come with a cigarette. You have to make that on your own. So it does not come with the kit. When you see that, I was like, oh shit, I lost the cigarette. And I didn't. So from Sandy, or from Sandy from Mark Worthling, that's why Mark thinks you're an idiot. I know. I'm just saying. Most people think I'm an idiot. All right, here's the drawing. Everyone, this is how it's going to work. Scott's going to name the kit it's for. If it's in all three, it'll go to the kit Scott says. So here we go. Scott name the kit Poison Ivy. That is not for a Poison Ivy. It's like the old grand prize game. That is not for a Poison Ivy. <laughs>
2: Jeff Lamont
1: just got the Poison Ivy. Jeff Lamont. All right. Hold on. Let me write that on the ticket so I don't screw that up like everything else. P-I. Poison Ivy. Okay. Which one is this for, Scott? Let's go with Mommy.
2: Mommy. Mommy. Nope. That's a Sandy. Mommy. That's a Sandy. Mommy. There were a bunch of people that put all three... (laughs) Ah, Sandy. Mommy. Ah, Bobby. Mommy. Okay, I'm gonna start taking the Sandys out and then put them back in later. Mommy. All three. Michael Sterling gets Michael the Sterling. Mommy. Gets 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 our mommy. All right. Now, Scott, what's this for? Sandy.
1: Larry Bailey gets the Sandy Larry Bailey. So those are our winners. Thank you everyone for participating. Thank you. Hang Hilger for the two kits, mommy and poison Ivy. Check out hang on Facebook Hang Hilger. His contact info will be below. And thank you. Mark worthling for the Sandy kit. His kit is also available through Facebook, but there's the button. Do you have Excellent. it spelled right this time? I have it spelled right. I
2: fixed it. What a maroon. I fixed it. Okay. I'm a maroon.
1: What is this? Looney Tunes? The giveaway for this episode, Scott, is...
0: Donated by our friend Sergeant Bublik, a.k.a. Paul Gill, oh, and wow. Gill Productions, and Mark Van Tine. Cool. And um, this is a set of ornaments. I think Paul told me they were ornaments, but now I'm going to hold these up. There's a, we got a picture of it up, but I'm going to hold them up too. And these are beautiful, by the oh, way. Oh, it's that's Harry and the Hendersons. Harry and the Hendersons, and they are flat on the back. So if you got now, this one would require some magnets because let me tell you, these these got some heft.
2: Okay, so you have uh, Barlow.
0: Um. Oh man. And the pictures are actually better, but man, the castings are really nice. Mark Uh, worth all these signed by Mark Vantyne, the sculptor. Cool. Uh, Curse of the Werewolf. First time I'm seeing
1: these in person. Oh,
0: and they're good size. I don't know if you can tell, but those are great size. Yeah. Yeah, and and this one is, I mean this this one's huge. This Harry. That's great.
2: And so we're gonna give these away, and.
0: Oh, I don't know. What are we giving him away? How are we going to give them away? I,
1: I think it should be your worst Christmas story in the comments below.
0: Man, and I have a great worst Christmas story. but Good,
1: yeah. We'll tell it next episode.
0: <laughs> yes. Remind me. But um, yeah, so your worst Christmas, give us your worst Christmas story or the worst thing that happened to you on Christmas. Yeah, I mean, there you you know, we don't want a paragraph because Jason can't read. <laughs> so... <laughs> You just say, just give us a quick, uh, cliff note, uh, and maybe we'll read some of them on air or those that go on the uh, YouTube channel can read them all, maybe be entertained. So, uh, give us your worst and then, uh, give us a, uh, enter the contest and, you know, I don't want anything horrible. Like, you know, my dad died on Christmas or something. I, I don't know. I, maybe this isn't a good idea. (laughs) No, it'll be a great idea. I think that'd be hilarious. Let's do it. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, Yeah. Let's do it. So, um, okay. So your worst Christmas story, if you give us your worst Christmas story, you will be entered to win all three of these. We're doing this a little early. We are going to put it off, but I want to give people a chance to paint these and, uh, hang them on their tree. Or in the case of this one, if your tree is leaning one way, you could put it on the other side and it would balance out. This is just, I wish you could see this. Well, you can see it on the photo. This sculpt is amazing. Yep. That is um, a good Harry. This is just, wow. This Do I really dare weird. ask? Do I dare ask? What?
1: Have you seen Harry and the Hendersons? I have not. <laughs> no. it's a yeti. Have you read Harry and the Hendersons? No. I didn't even know it was a book. Have you read it? I have. Did you... was, I love that book as a kid. I did read that <laughs> like, Oh, look at oh, look out. The boat's rocking. Which is why they might have thought I had a learning disability when I was a kid.
0: Anyway. Yeah now uh, they know yeah they know okay um, so that's our giveaway yes uh thanks again to paul gill mark Vantine, tyne um Gilman productions um i think these are still available from him so get a hold of paul uh for price i don't think he gave me a price if he did i dropped the ball i apologize paul <laughs> i apologize paul, paul, you know what
2: i dropped paul, the ball
1: paul um i know paul has entered and not won and he has given us so much stuff I know. I was kind of hoping he won this time. I know. Right? Me I too. Mean, and know, so, um... Paul, if there's something you would like printed, let me know. Okay, I'll just leave it okay. at that. There okay. we go.
2: Yeah.
1: If you, uh, free of charge, we will okay. take we will take, take care, care of, of those. Yeah, we'll those take there. care of you if you need something. Yeah. Okay. Um, I
0: can't print anything.
1: I, I know. Say. We'll talk about that in our mini workbench. Uh, upcoming giveaway. We have a huge Black Friday giveaway, which will be Black
2: Friday, the second
1: yeah. episode in November huge kit big deal and i want mm. to say thank you to ed riley who has sent us a, a few issues back issues of afm to give away as well so thank you ed for sending those and thank you to i'm not even going to say who it's from because i want it to be a surprise so a yeah. good black friday giveaway coming up
0: you know and i may um dive into the hoard and see if i can't throw a few things in yeah, i was black thinking friday. the
1: same thing i might print something up we're going to do a black friday thing so uh, yeah. All right, are we ready? We're ready. All right, news and reviews. Uh, mm-hmm. first thing. Uh, I found this on the Weathered Models page on Facebook, and this I is more of a I dude, hey, I did. Oh see my this. god! So I asked him if it was okay if we shared it. This is from Jan- Daniel Jackson, and it is a War of the Worlds diorama. You know how we love our War of the Worlds here. This thing is so badass. Uh, if you don't know what weathered models is, please go on Facebook and f- join that group. Oh, there is a, even if you're like a, not a military person or anything, there is some of the coolest things in scale modeling you will ever see in the weathered models group. So please check it out. But anyway, Daniel Jackson, this thing is beautiful. This great diorama. I love the explosions and the melting tanks. It looks so awesome. So awesome.
0: And it really does. And and I want to echo what you say about weathered models. Sometimes you'll see a picture on there and you'll think it's the real thing. You think it's totally real. It'll be a building and they'll have it like they'll take a picture of it outside and you'll go, wow. Yeah.
1: Like the one I saw. Oh, I should find it. I wonder if it's still there. It was just the picture of a door with a bunch of graffitis and stickers on it and stuff. Yeah. And it looked,
0: oh, but anyway. And then they'll show it and it'll be like this big, you know, and you'll be like, (laughs) fuck those guys. Yep.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, Daniel Jackson, well done. Take a bow. This thing is is cool, really, really cool. Um, and as far as kits that I got, I actually got some kits this month.
2: It is cool. a uh,
1: it was a Kickstarter, and I kind of want to take this opportunity, and this is a big deal, <laughs> to apologize to George Stevenson for we got in a huge internet argument many years ago. Um, and I don't even know if I'll watch this episode, who knows, uh, about Kickstarter. And I think, I think Scott and I's position was very different than George's position. And since then I have done a bunch of Kickstarters, not so much for model kits, but for games and miniatures and stuff. And I think Scott and I were just worried about it ruining garage kits, but, and it, it didn't, but it's changed. And I think everything has changed so much at this point in time that George mm. might have been a little ahead on the curve of that. And I was maybe being a little old fashioned. So um, take that as you will, <laughs> if you will.
0: Now, but, and, and I'll say, and you know, George and I have since worked it all out, and you and George kind of to have too. Um, obviously, he's been on. Our concerns were never about George Stevenson taking anyone's money or anything like that, because... Yeah. You know, our concerns at that time were
2: really about the, you know,
0: does this open the door for people that are unscrupulous and stuff like that. And luckily it has not. And I'm not saying it's not happened to anyone ever on a Kickstarter, but. You know, it was just, there's, there's such an old fashioned way of doing things in the garage kit hobby. And what I'm learning through digital printing and all this is that there's new ways to do a lot of things. Yeah. So, and, and and one of my issues was still the same old, and
1: I'm still, it's still this, I still think this is the right way to do it. Make something you like. And if people want it, produce it. And, and to go out and hire a sculptor is a lot of money, but. Using Kickstarter to uh, it—it's one of the only ways these days. I think it's—it's it's probably with the, mm. how much things cost. It's you know, but anyway, uh, this is something I. There was a Kickstarter from Broken Toad, uh, which is a miniatures company and a paintbrush, actually hobby supply company out of England, along with Black Sun Miniatures, and they did a Dark Crystal and Labyrinth uh, Kickstarter. Mm. They are super expensive for what you get, but I think it's worth every penny. Um, it's stuff I have been waiting for since I was a kid. I make I love Dark Crystal. I'm Scott. I'm not even going to ask. Um, I mean, I remember sitting in first grade drawing skeksis after seeing it and watching the making of it in the Henson workshop. What's a
0: skeksis? It sounds like something you need a penicillin shot for. If They're you in get the it.
1: middle picture,
0: right? There, right Uh-oh. there. All right. Those, that that would be skeksis. a skeksis. I really itching. I got skeksis. Oh, okay. God.
1: Anyway. <laughs> Joe Dunaway, if you're watching. No one please. ever
0: says, hey man, I got King Kongs. No, but you probably got Skexies. All
1: right. Uh, but these miniatures are great. And uh I did a mini review, a little mini unboxing on my own YouTube channel. I'll put a link in the description down below if you want to go like look at that. But the packaging on these things is just like it has magnet gatefold boxes and because nobody wants to see your skexies. They're they're in there, yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um but check them out. It's great. They they're up for regular sale now. Uh I think the prices are a little maybe higher than they were, but they come were from England 3D sculpts. Uh I th- yes, I think they originally were and then printed and then cast. So um they're great. It's something I've wanted these forever. My only regret is they didn't make a Gartham. And Scott doesn't know what I'm talking about, but other people do. I thought Gartham.
0: Isn't that where Batman <laughs>
1: Gotham City? That's
0: Gotham City. <laughs> oh, yeah, Gotham.
1: Yeah. Well, if you are the penguin it might be Gotham. <laughs> um, but and then the labyrinth stuff was really cool too. I just I couldn't afford it cuz it was really expensive. So check them out Broken Toad. I'll put a link there for that as well. And that's what I got, Scott. What do you got? All the money
0: you're making from this and you couldn't afford the labyrinth. I make I lose money on this show actually. We both. Yeah. I, I could be hired. I could be making money with this yeah. talent
2: okay <laughs> all right Fuck.
0: hold up god sorry dark crystal skex i get skexis Whatever it is. <laughs> okay. anyway
2: from my
0: good friend um down in brazil well <laughs> winner
1: i wonder if he'd say the same thing
0: uh he would okay because I, I I know for a fact <laughs> that he's gotten some sales off of these groovy ghoulies um because of me, and um he's here's finished Pim. the line here's pimp he's finished
2: the line for now, and we have Wolfie, which I think is fantastic, and frankie <coughs> and Bella laghastly.
0: And I wasn't sure he was going to do her. So it was kind of cool that he did do her. And um, I can't wait to print these, but unfortunately, the printer is still down. We'll talk about that more in a minute. Uh-huh. Um, but I did already buy these files and I'm ready to do it. And uh, yeah, we've got some more surprises coming from well, not too distant future, too. Maybe we'll talk about that later. Yeah, but, it's a pretty big one for Scott. Yes, so anyway, um, these are out there, and and I just, I I love this guy's work, and um, just a really nice guy, too.
2: So, next is from
0: round two, they've announced the last of the four original MPC Wacky Racers kits, the Turbo Terrific, and um, this is one I only owned a built-up of when I did own it. And um I own boxed kits of the other three, but so this is the last one in that line. I wish they would do more, but I doubt they'll spend the money on uh doing that. But there's a gentleman yeah. doing a, a mean machine
2: that we hope comes out on uh, the digital.
0: And there's a, you know, there's a few different sites. So um um, so that that's coming. So I'm excited. So that that'll oh. round that set out. Yep. This next photo is uh, my friend Kenny Caruso and his girlfriend Jerry uh, lost their dog Mac, and Mac was Mac was a beast. He was a uh, half Mastiff, half Great Dane. Jeez. And he had a lot of personality. He would sing like when this one commercial came on. They were they've got videos of him. Yeah. And I've got a photo where he's sleeping and his face is like planted in the ground. It looks like he's melted into the ground. (laughs) He was, I never met this dog, but I love this dog. And um, he, they thought he had injured himself and um, it turned out that he had bone cancer and was in a lot of pain and they had to put him down and um, really sad. I know they're still suffering firsthand. I know they're still suffering because um, what I went through. So to the right of that, comes our good friend, Tony Cipriano felt so bad about this that he sculpted this and printed it out and sent it to Kenny and girlfriend, Jerry. And um, so kudos to Tony. Um, What a nice gesture. And um, Tony would always comment on the Mac photos too, and videos and stuff like that. And I would too. Uh, I, I would have loved to have meet this dog. He was just, he seemed like he just was loaded with personality yeah, uh, and a gentle giant basically. So, uh, m- my, uh, condolences and sympathy to Kenny and Jerry and Mac. They still have a beagle. They're stuck with a beagle like me. Um, Riley, but, uh, Riley's got, a, Riley does a little more than my beagle. My beagle's still more like furniture, <laughs> but I just thought not that this is so model related, but, the gesture that tony um did here was fantastic
1: yeah and, and it looks really nice too. it's that's a yep. really nice piece
0: and tony told me i haven't even sculpted my
1: own dogs yet but <laughs> um,
0: so there we go but I, I just thought it was cool so wow
2: um yeah that's
1: wow hard to follow uh chuck hamulka sent this in and i thought this was a really cool picture so did he It's from the newsletter from Michigan toy soldier for, I think October. And it just put a bunch of the Aurora kits together. It's a really nice picture. I thought, uh, with a lot of the pieces in there and painted well.
2: And I will tell you, those are all original boxes. Really? Yes. Hmm. Now
0: I don't know if the buttons are original, but the boxes are all original. So, and then that's a Mike parks, famous monster plaque in the middle. Yeah.
1: So thanks, Chuck, for sending it in. That's really cool. Uh, The workbench.
2: Shrunk down. So I got something. What? You always do this to me. (laughs) I'm sorry. I forgot all about it. So I was watching this video uh, about a guy doing something. I forgot.
0: It was a 3D printing video. And and you've probably seen these before because, you know, you know everything.
2: And uh, he showed this G tool. Okay. And what the G tool is, it's like a toothbrush. Okay. Okay. Except for, except for, it doesn't turn on. What is it? A scrubber? No, it's a sander. Oh. Well, I don't know. I Get did it. see one of those somewhere once before.
1: You sure that's a sander? Sounds like something else.
0: Well, if you put this somewhere else, it's going to get abrasive. Okay, so there's little...
2: Turn it around in. the
1: other way. Handle first.
2: Never mind. We're talking about two different things. <laughs> no,
0: that's because you've got a problem. So it comes with uh, the different grits. A little thing of 600, 800, and 1,000. Oh, wow. Okay. And it's
2: just for little quick cleanups. Um, I guess these just G-tool. to this thing. G-Tool. Where'd you get it?
1: amazon all right i'll mr. put a link hobby. i'll find a link all right mr hobby mr hobby and i think it was like 20 bucks I all right g really... tool mr hobby oh. i want one of those actually i know it's kind of cool all right
2: that hey that fits into the workbench sort of anyway sort of. yeah
1: mini workbench scott <laughs>
0: how's your workbench workbench is terrible um my workbench consisted of me going down and stirring up my denatured alcohol so everything wouldn't be settled and hardened at the bottom (laughs) of my wash station i got a note yesterday from Elagoo that they still haven't even made my motherboard yet so that sucks um i watched some videos on replacing the mosfet which is what i believe is wrong and I think I'm going to tackle trying to fix it on my own. Just yeah.
1: To... That tells me that a lot of people had a problem with the motherboard. Yes. So it wasn't just me and you. If they're having to manufacture ones and they're backordered like that, mm-hmm. there's a
0: lot of something wrong with that motherboard. You know, and the bad thing is, you know, and I don't want to knock Elagoo because they do get back to you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, you know, I hear, I ah, got this one, you should get this one. When this thing's running, it's great. Yeah. So yeah. no problems. You know, so I look at a lot of these boards and some of these problems guys are having. And I'm like, how is this happening to you? Because <laughs> I, I had some of the craziest of these problems things that go wrong. Yes. I, so um, I don't even get if you it. Get a 3D printer by now and you don't get a screen protector. Shame on you. Yeah. you're a moron. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're a moron or you're cheap or something. I don't know. Because <laughs> Both. it's like, yeah, so. Anyway, I'm waiting on a motherboard, so. So nothing. Uh for me,
1: uh, real what? quick, same kind of thing. Did you just burp again?
2: <laughs> what the hell did you eat?
1: <laughs> I'm leaving that in. Um
2: I've been painting still. I did do a little more on my ghost. And I just broke. Uh did a little more on that. My
1: goal, if I don't know, how do I do this? See right here, all this. These are like boxes and boxes of miniatures. I'm trying to build everything that I have Mm. and just leave it in gray plastic so I can decide what I'm going to paint. But I'm trying to get the boxes gone and thrown away. So I've just been sitting over at my bench putting miniatures together because I want the boxes gone.
0: So when you drop dead, it's like impossible for anyone to know what you have. Yes.
1: Because then when they find the Ziploc bags full of miniatures from the 90s, what are you saluting me
0: now? I'm, I'm trying to focus on me. Oh, there think,
1: we go. Oh, there we go. And then I've been printing. I did print all those monster busts and I printed. Printing. printing. I printed a, 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 Wonder, a bunch of stuff, so I'm not going to rub it in. That's the workbench. We're going to keep it really short today. I thought of a new segment and Scott had some homework
2: to do and he actually did it. Late, but he did it. Uh, It's called. And I'm going to make a cool little intro
1: and put it here called Scott's number 1.
0: Title says it all.
1: So here's the uh premise of this segment. <laughs> Scott is our resin historian of the show cuz everyone knows I'm an idiot when it comes to that stuff. Uh and it's going to be Scott's number 1 kit in a certain subject matter. And for this episode since it's Halloween, it's classic monster. So Scott wanted to do a number one and a number two sometimes, and maybe an honorable mention. And well, Scott, thought, yeah. Thought so go ahead see. and explain how you broke it down after I gave you your homework.
0: So what I broke it down is, and and keep in mind, this is not a judgment. This is a knock against anybody yep. else's. These are my favorite representations right. of of these characters and they change sometimes. I'm not going to say they don't, but I had the pressure on today, so I, I did a lot of them.
1: Pressure was on so, today
0: when I gave this to you two weeks ago. <laughs> well, I, you know, I had to do a lot of thinking. So I was getting seasick or whatever.
1: Oh, yeah. man. So anyway. Um, so name the categories. Just re- real quick, run down which ones we chose to go through.
0: So we chose the... Um, The Phantom, the Mummy, the Creature, the Wolfman, Dracula, the Frankenstein Monster, and the Bride of Frankenstein.
1: So the core, when you think of Halloween monsters, there's the ones, the universal creatures, universal monsters, the originals. And so again, this is Scott's opinion, not my opinion. I'd like to hear
0: your opinion on these,
1: just because it would be interesting. I'll talk about these. I I wanted to leave this just you and why you
0: think they're awesome, but I will talk with you about them. Alright, so let's so, start out with the Phantom of the Opera. Okay. Not one of my favorite modeling subjects. Why? Okay. I, I, I don't it's it's iconic. I'm gonna treat you as a guest. So why? It, why don't you it's like an the phantom? Iconic fandom? thing. I guess because it's a silent movie and it never really interested me that much, but the Cheney makeup was beautiful and mm-hmm. um, you know, the character is iconic and, and I have my share of phantom um Kits, but not a lot. It's one of those subject matters I don't have a lot of. Okay. And so when you ask me to do this, okay, what to me is the number one phantom of the opera kit of all time? And I have to go with the Jaeger classic, Phantom and Christine, which I just got a reissue of from Jeff. And it's the iconic scene where the Phantom is being unmasked by Christine. And um Paint Up Here is by Steve Riojas and this and again i'm not knocking anything this has got to be one of jeff yeager's best sculpts of all time in my opinion if you had this in your hand and and i remember i reviewed it the detail in her dress um the likenesses just the yeah it's perfect it's it's you know to me if there's an ultimate phantom of the opera kit this is it. Now a lot of people said, well, you should have the organ in front of them. And, and you could <laughs> yeah. Okay. But it would kind of take away from you know the lower half of that sculpt.
1: Yeah.
2: I can see yeah. what you're
0: saying. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But um, but you could put the organ there as well, you know, if you wanted to. But um just fantastic. Fantastic. And um the next one. I, I think. Decide... Well,
1: hold on. Let's go back. You know what would be really? This could be one of those things like Ed Bradley talked about. Hmm. Making old kits better with three D printing. If someone made an organ to go with
2: that, that would be kind of cool. Yes, that would be really cool. So yes, I think that's a little man. But, that would be um, cool. This is. Uh... know again
0: i I picked up one of the reissues and um you know it's one of those kits i remember when john was selling the last one and i looked at it and said man i should buy this i should buy this (laughs) it was like so much money at the time and it was like i don't know you know it's the phantom is not one of my favorites and then i had seen steve's built up and i was just like this thing is just unbelievable you know and i think dave fisher did one too on the cover of afm Mm -hmm. you know, again, this was, uh, to me, this is the ultimate phantom. And there's other good phantoms out there. there are, no, yeah. But this is, to me, um, one of the ultimate iconic scenes in the movie.
1: Okay, so, so for the bust.
0: The bust, believe it or not. And there's been some good busts. See, when I think of
1: Phantom kids, I think of the geometric bust.
0: I think. You know, I, yeah. I almost mentioned the geometric bust. So let me tell you what this one is. This is the Monsters from the Woods sculpted by jeff yeager as well quarter scale bust i wasn't gonna buy
2: this because again (coughs) sorry phantom yeah yeah whatever
0: but when i saw the picture of the sculpt it was like so dead on now i gotta have this this is this is nice this is really nice so i did get this and um i really like it because i like the size i like this quarter scale stuff that being said there are some really nice cinem, cinart art did the, uh, yeah. um, and I'll talk about that when I do the monster as well, they did a uh, phantom and they did the monster and they were both available in resin. Okay. And if you ever saw the resin of either of these, and I remember Steve did a built up of the resin one. That was just phenomenal. And, um, I think he did it for someone. I don't think it was for him. And then I picked up a vinyl one for 20 bucks on closeout, but I felt so bad that he didn't even have one that I sent him the vinyl one. Cause it was like, <laughs> no, you need to repaint this thing. Cause it's beautiful. So, um, but, uh, you know, so that would be an honorable mention for sure. Is
1: okay.
0: That. But so you were talking about the geometric one and the geometric one was very stylized. I think I forgot who. yeah, it was, them. it was very stylized. Um, I don't know if it was Steve West or Tim Bruckner or who it was, it um, looks like a Bruckner and, um, or Tim Bruckner he's friend request. I mean, I go to accept and I can't because he's already got 5,000 friends. Oh, uh, dude, I can't, I, you know, you would but tip him we over the edge. On. <laughs> we, we want to have him on, so, um, we'll, we'll get him on, but yeah, it was really stylized, but it was really cool because the uh, tie was flowing and mm-hmm. stuff like that. and, um, at some point, we'll do a super deformed one, too, because there's a cool super deformed of the fandom as well, cool. or a couple of them. So Ooh, that would be a great one. Let's do the best super
1: deformed that, yeah. of, like, all kinds. Of, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Um, all right. For The Mummy, Scott's number one, but we're going to go in reverse order. Your honorable mention, Scott. My honorable mention is, and this
0: could be a number one, because there were three actors that played The Mummy. It was Karloff, Chaney, and Tom Tyler. Okay. And my honorable mention mummy kid here is the Tom Tyler one. And this again, it's like, I look at this and, and this was painted by Steve as well. Um, beautiful sculpt. Um, the Tom Tyler mummy. It's a beautiful sculpt. And this was one of those at the end of the show, I had some extra money and John was uh, closing shop and he still had one. And then I'm looking at the buildup all weekend and i'm finally like you know what i'm gonna buy this here i'm just gonna buy this and
2: i bought it from them um this is it's really a beautiful kit the the tom tyler uh, mummy there
0: so i had a hard time between one and two okay and number two and the picture here is painted by steve um
1: a lot of these are steve aren't they
0: yeah, the one on the left is not. Yeah, okay. Not who did that, but we'll credit it in the photos because I do have it. Um, But these two are almost a tie to me. And, you know, again, this goes to, Karloff was in the mummy wrappings for like 30 seconds in the film. <laughs> and you never really saw anything but his arm fall out. Now we know there's other things. There's publicity stills. Or there's one publicity still that Troy Nair did the scene of where he's over the table and the guy's mm-hmm. looking at him. So I'm sure there's some lost footage
2: that we'll never see, but I always liked
0: number two, because I thought if you could get a sarcophagus behind it and this, he was kind of like leaning back, like he was awkward. Like, you know, like it had good stiffness because it was like, well, here, you know, he hasn't moved in what thousands of years. And now all of a sudden, you know, he's moving. And then the other one is the monsters from the woods one. And this is, in the scene he's where he's going out the door. He's got the scroll and he's going out the door. Yeah. And again, another scene that was never filmed, but, um, and the way Jeff sculpted these mummies, if you ever had one in your hand, looking at it, you can see it here. I think he actually did wrap them with something. Um,
1: I have number two. I have the, I have that mummy up. That's the one mummy I have.
0: And, uh, it's probably the one Jaeger kit you have too, but (laughs) So um, but yeah. So these are the three. Those are your um, mummies, okay? Those are my mummies, and it was hard to. And I'll also give an honorable mention to the Janice mummy. Not so much for the figure. <laughs> it was an early figure of Jeff's. It was good. Don't get me wrong. But the base really just brought that kid out. Yeah, that's how I thought was good. Yep. I always thought that the number two here would look good in front of that, like it just came out of it. Yeah, and um. Sorry, so I thought that was. Uh...
1: And as we go, people who are watching, comment which are your favorites. We'd love to know what your number one is, what your number, what your honorable mentions are, as well. All right, so we're gonna go bust to... for the mummy.
2: Sorry,
0: well, okay. we're gonna go to bust for the mummy now. Um, the Yamahotep bust we talked about last episode, and it kind of falls in there because it's still the mummy. It does. Okay. And I I almost call this a tie
1: um i think you could i think you could easily make that a tie and be okay with it
0: okay and the other one was uh mark brokaw's um these weren't quite one-to-one scale i forgot what the scale was if it was
2: they're bigger than they're yeah. almost one okay they're or almost like one.
1: half or something or
0: and maybe. this again was a beautiful piece and what i loved on this one was the base if you ever saw the mummy, yep. which you probably haven't, I have um, seen the mummy. At the beginning, when they do the mummy, it's, it's on the <laughs> yep. the pyramids there with the mummy on it like that. Yep. So the base just really made that stand out. So,
1: yep. I think both of those are, I think you nailed it on there. Okay. I don't disagree with anything yet so far. <laughs> How
2: could you?
0: Let's go from the creature from the Black Lagoon. All right. Go. Lots of choices. Lots, Lots of choices.
1: You probably okay. I mean I okay. Thinking back to all of these creature and the monster, the most choices or a creature Dracula monster or wolf like
0: I don't know. What do you think? Definitely the monster would be first. Yeah, that's what I think too.
1: I don't know. Kind of a draw
2: after that. Aliens and predators. Yeah, uh huh. So anyway, as everyone knows, there's two versions of the creature it's the land creature, and there's the swimming creature. Um, I wonder if Mark will agree with you. I don't. What does he know? <laughs> so anyway, um,
0: a land creature is the one on the left. Another Rioja's paint job. Um, and that's a Horizon creature, and I I think the Horizon creature still stands out as one of the best creature kits out there. Um, there has been some good ones. I I agree. Uh,
1: but I I want to repaint mine.
0: Just it's beautiful and again if you ever take it out of the box every once in a while when i'm going through kits i'll pull that out of the box to check it out it's just <laughs> and not paint it just put it right back. In the no box. And, and i remember that the paint job that was on the box was so like unconventional mm-hmm. and i remember uh the one time i met tom uh Gillen, gillian gillian mm-hmm. um and i asked him about that he was like yeah i hated that i just did that just you know and i'm like dude that was so awesome you know <laughs> it was so screen inaccurate, but it was so cool. So um, this is uh, Steve's paint job. It was a lot more traditional. That's creature. beautiful. And um, so as far as a land creature, you know, that's my favorite. As far as level. a swimming creature, that's a needful thing sculpted by Rob Blusky, I think. And that was a needful thing. So he reissued it not too long ago. And that paint job is uh, Thad's. And, um, I'd like to get some more angles of that and some clearer close-ups. but, um, th- this kit was beautiful. I got one of the original Brokaw castings too. Oh, really? It. Okay. Uh, yeah. And it, it's just, as far as a swimming creature goes, it's right up there. So this is like, if I had to choose one of these two, I'd be hard pressed. They said, you can only keep one.
1: All
2: right, I do it. it.
0: I would say. Which one would you keep? I'd probably keep the swimmer just because it's more dynamic. Yeah. Okay. Um and again, just my opinion. So you know, it's not written in stone. And then my favorite creature, bust. I'm gonna go back to John Deary's monster from the woods quarter scale uh creature. It's one of the few things I have painted. Yeah, wait, hold
1: it up. We got why didn't you use a picture of your paint job? I don't know, because my paint job
0: sucks. No, it doesn't. um, So anyway... Um, Grab it!
1: Pull that thing down!
0: It's too far up.
1: I pull can't. it. Stand up and pull it down. I'll edit it. There it is. Look at that. Scott painted something. Yeah. I think that's a great paint job. Oh, don't drop it. It's spinning on there. He's spinning. Yeah. No, that is
2: a great bust. And, um... Yeah. So I, I think this is right up there. Um, there's been a couple other busts um
0: mark brokaw had a life-size i'll tell you what sideshow had a life-size bus that was really nice um, i wish i have bought it when i could have bought it for under a thousand dollars because now it's <laughs> like huge money but uh, um and rotundi rob i think it was rob blusky same guy that did a swimming creature also did a bus and i have one of those too and that's really that's a nice. that is a nice bus and then i also have uh that's the My- one that
1: appears in uh 40 year old virgin right
0: well, I don't know. Yeah,
1: it's in there. Huh. I'm okay. almost positive.
0: So anyway, those are my creature. Now there's a lot of creature kits out there, and there's a lot of beautiful creature kits out there. But these are my
1: favorites. Those are Scott's. Again, this is Scott's number one. We want to know your number one as well.
0: So, Wolfman. And wait. And by the way, I want to go on record as saying neither um, of those creatures were sculpted by Jeff Yeager, although the bust was. So uh, <laughs> there you go. Wolfman. Wolfman. Which, of course, we're gonna go back into the Jaeger territory. <laughs> um a lot of good Wolfman kits out there. Um that are sculpted by Jeff Jaeger, especially. This one was one of my favorites because it reminded me of the creature features beginning when he was coming out from behind the tree. Kind of I know kind what of you're that. talking about. Yep. Okay. Um, the other one I do like is the Forbidden Zone one, which was the early Jaeger. Um what they call mm-hmm. Wolfman and then Dave Fisher did the crypt base, you know, with the, with mm-hmm. the wall. And I, I like that one a lot too. Um, this one's probably my favorite of the lot.
2: And, uh, this was, um, yeah,
0: I don't know. I just like, who makes it. Version. Like, This was six string productions and then it got sold to resin crypt. So I don't know who, or if anyone's going to make uh, it. Yeah, anymore. It
1: might be gone forever now
0: and busts and again there's there's a lot of good busts out there um there's some quarter scale busts this is the Blackheart one-to-one scale wall hanger now it's the same head as their 360 but i never liked the way the 360 looked he was kind of looking over and i didn't care for the way he looked i liked the wall hanger better um because he was looking straight on so and then not sure who did this black and white photo or I was no, gonna say, do you know who printed right? both of these? I'm not sure who did the black and white I don't know, okay. but um beautiful just yeah it's
1: know, i like just looking perfect. at it from what I can yeah, see it's, it's almost like you're looking at a photograph yep, too, it so it looks like a black and white photo
0: because it, it's fantastic cool okay all right Dracula. Dracula Dracula this was easy for me easy this this was by far the easiest for me to do. There was okay. just it was no doubt for me. My favorite Dracula kit of all time is the Janus Dracula. Okay, and this shows the whole diorama of the Janus Dracula with the bride and all that. And even the Dracula just by itself stands alone.
2: Sculpted by Mike Hill.
1: Um so I have built and painted one of those. Not the whole thing, just the Dracula. And I Dracula. agree. That is a really nice kit. I think that base with the dog, like, that thing, if you had your, uh,
2: I don't know, your Garage Kit Hall of Fame, that's in there. Like, yes. that whole thing.
0: And I just, I love the pose. I loved everything about this. Yep.
1: It's funny. I When the kids are walking down the hallway at school with their hoods on or their hats on, I do that point at them, and, I, and they're always like, what is wrong with you? I'm, like, I'm practicing my Dracula point, and I'm like, take your hat off as they walk by.
0: And then
2: the uh my favorite Dracula bust
0: is the uh Blackheart sculpted by Jeff Yeager, okay? Um 360. Now, I don't like the wall hanger as much as I like the 360 <laughs> on this one. It it gets so confusing. Yeah. It's beautiful. The only thing is I wish the collar would have been a separate piece so you could paint behind it. Yeah. Um, a little easier but um do you know who painted this one not sure who painted this one okay no and this and this was sold if anyone to-
1: watching this knows who painted this put it in the comments so we can yeah, give we them did. credit um this uh
2: again this
0: this was uh I, you know i got on a little kick for a while doing full size um i wanted to do like i wanted to have full size of all the monsters
2: and um, of the classic monsters.
0: And so, as these were coming out from George, it was like, okay, cool. That one's good. Yeah, that one's good. That one's good. Yeah, I really like this one. So, Dracula was easy. Dracula was easy for you. Okay. All right. So, I'm going to go to the monster now. And there were different actors that played the monster, and there were different makeups. And so how, one, how many do you have of the
1: monster in your personal collection?
0: I want to say 75. Okay. Frankenstein monsters in my collection. So this list could change. If I do this again in a
2: year, it could change. I think I have one. It's because you're a loser.
0: (laughs) Go buy some more Lord of the Rings shit.
1: (laughs) Hold on, I'm on my cord now.
0: Great. Yeah, yeah, on my cord too.
1: I have the 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 plastic. No, I have two. I have two. I have two,
2: and they're both styrene. And no, wait, I have an original Aurora. Okay, I have a long box
1: reissue. That's two. I have the same
2: kit though, so that only counts as one. Okay,
1: but still, no, they're two same. Well, okay, you're right. And then I have the Say that part again. The Mobius.
0: And then I'm right part. I like You're right.
1: Part. You're right. The Mobius I have. And then I have the, is it Mobius where he's coming through the door?
0: Oh yeah. I have that sure. one.
1: <laughs> I'm sure that was high on your list. And uh, then I had, I don't even have it. it's so bad. But... And then I have the bride of Frankenstein and Frankenstein monster.
0: Which, which is couch. for a styrene kit Beautiful. Yep. It is. It is cool. So I do have more than one. Okay. Sorry. All right, so we're going to go on to the monster from the 31 film. We're going to start there. Nope, and I have a McVeigh holding the flower. Okay. Which is
2: my favorite. Okay. I'm going to go
0: old school on this one. All right. the, The Billiken Frankenstein is still my favorite. Still your number one after all these years and all all these kids. All these kids. The Billiken Frankenstein still captures it really well. Now, I will say this. Jeff has sculpted better likeness on a lot of Frankenstein kits. Okay.
2: This just is still one of my personal favorites.
1: What is it about that kit?
0: Well, and I remember when I first saw it too and i wish i'd have posted a picture of the profile or got a picture of the profile but he kind of had this little hunch to him and it just captured the posture of the monster so perfectly and the likeness is good don't get me wrong the likeness
2: is good um and and i love that it's a classic
0: garage kit Mm -hmm. kind of like the janus dracula and so to me this one still holds up Okay. And I'm not saying it's as crisp and as good of a, especially a head sculpt as a lot of the stuff Jeff's done since, but. Because it's not. It is soft. But
1: I know you like, those older billikins are soft like that. Because I have a Godzilla that's soft in detail.
0: I would have liked to have seen the um, original sculpt in that.
1: Yeah.
2: But it was beautiful. So. And my favorite monster bust
0: comes from our friends over at Stan Arts um and the first time i saw this i said i have to have this
1: so the-, the cool thing here is you have very old and very new yes uh, yeah like it's yeah and
2: there's
0: some other full-size busts I, I have the black art from the bride wall hanger because i have the bride wall hanger too which we'll get to in a minute but um and i do I, this was a close one for me because i do have the sin art um bust. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice. So um, (laughs) I remember when I was going through kits, my stepdaughter looking at it going, this thing looks real. Okay. Yeah. yeah, It's there's aspects of that that are, you know, I I could almost give it a tie, but I I do like David's. Um, I just like David's. I like the, I like it better.
1: I think there's more feeling in this one.
0: Yes. And, yes. and
1: more emotion comes through and more sadness of just
0: like, dude, I don't mm-hmm. want to be alive. <laughs> so, um, so that's a monster from the original movie. Now let's yeah. talk about the monster from the bride of Frankenstein.
1: Okay. Your best bride of Frankenstein monster. Uh,
0: easily this one. Um, this, uh, house room addition to my house, uh,
1: <laughs> the 900 pounder.
0: Uh, it, it, it's, uh, 21 or 25 pounds. It's a big kit. Now, Paul Gill's going to reissue just the chair, the monster in the chair soon. Okay. Because he he acquired the rights, but you're never going to see it with the clamshell and everything in the back. What a hunk of resin this was. Okay. Yeah. This again goes to it's an iconic scene from that movie. And it was a kit that I had always hoped someone would make, and someone did make it. And I love it. And it's a great sculpt. I'm not sure how many with the wall there are. I think there's only 25 of them or something. Oh,
1: really? Okay. Yeah. Who sculpted it for people? Jeff Yeager.
0: (laughs) And I think Jeff even tried to talk the original maker of this kit out of making it so big. Um, Rob Saloni was the original maker of the kit. But um, I do have an original, um, you know, big one. And. yeah, I love it. And I don't have it up here, but if there was a bust of the monster from The Bride, it would be Howard S.'s bust, and I do have one. I just would have to go shoot a photo of it. Um, we'll get a picture of it and we'll put it up here. But Howard S.'s uh, monster from The Bride is awesome. Mm-hmm. I know Jeff Camp did a cover of uh, AFM with the Go-Go style paint on it. It's beautiful. So that would be my bust for this monster if there was bus
2: So the next one.
1: Okay. The third in the installment. Which is my favorite Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. And this I is think. uh the monster from Son of Frankenstein. Mm-hmm.
2: And there's
0: really what I call four really good kits of this. And this is the most recent monsters from the woods. And uh it's Phil Lister's paint job on the one on the left and uh lister model works fills all over youtube and everywhere and give phil a shout out if I'll you give would a link. I'll give a link. but um yeah, take your time whatever you're doing down there he's I got this something species again <laughs> or whatever, species or whatever again i'll give him a link and then there's the raw sculpt um i think that photo is like stretched a little bit on his um build up phil's build up looks like it's the head stretched a little bit that's the actual sculpt mm-hmm. on the right this is probably my favorite monster from son of uh that being said i do have john tucky had one that was right up there as good and it had an Igor piece that went with it um years ago robert tundy did one that was really simple but i still really like it i have it it's cast in green cold cast i'd like to stick it up his ass porcelain whatever it is but um (laughs) and then um Forbidden Zone. And the Forbidden Zone was a three-figure. It's Igor and the Basil Rathbone figure. And I like it, but I never liked the likeness of the monster. I, so, I built that
1: one and painted that for, for Mike. Yeah.
0: So when John Tucky came out with his, I got an extra head from him. And I think I I'll put the Jaeger head on that kit when I do it. And I think that'll be pretty cool. Because it was the only thing I didn't like about that kit was the likeness of the monster i know we'll get mike allen and charlie will
2: come out here they will kill me yeah Uh, the next one is the glenn strange monster oh you know what i didn't put in here i didn't put the uh lon chaney
0: jr monster um but my favorite my my favorite one of that is the um you're gonna have to give me a picture i'll give you a picture we'll put it up here okay and it's the one where he's burning. He's, uh, he's on fire. Okay. And he, and what's kind of funny about that is they use that same footage at the end of House of Frankenstein, too, I think. And it was the Cheney monster melting. So it's <laughs> kind of like, you know, Universal reused uh, a lot of things. And there was a good bust from Geometric of the Cheney, um as the monster, too. But um, it wasn't one of my favorites. I didn't put the Bela Lugosi monster in here because it was terrible. I never cared for Bela Lugosi as the monster. Um, So I didn't put that in there. If I had to give it a nod, Forbidden Zone had a Frankenstein meets the Wolfman that was based on a... um,
1: Yeah.
0: uh, And I, I really liked that one that Mike Hill sculpted. And I know John Yeager sculpted one too for John. That was good. You know, it's just, it wasn't my favorite monster. And last is the Glenn Strange as the monster. And, um, I, unfortunately I can only find a little picture and it's Steve's buildup. This is the uh, end of Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein where he's on the pier. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um, I, I never will get credit for it, but this was actually my idea. So, uh, <laughs> oh man,
1: how many, yeah. Okay. So All right.
0: John and I, um, that's like worthless. You know, he gives me credit for nothing. Uh-huh he just hey keep sending me money
1: see how far back this goes yep
0: hey keep giving me free advertising sending me money okay mark here you go go. (laughs) which by the way my young frankenstein is on the way um unfortunately we couldn't get in in time for this episode so i'll get in next episode maybe i don't we'll see who knows it depends (laughs) on the casting so um but uh okay if it wasn't for shanna i'd cut that bastard loose i'm telling you right now okay (laughs) So anyway, um, John... I think he's worried about his spot being taken. That's what I think is going on here. John wanted to um, do another Frankenstein kit because, of course, they always sold. Mm-hmm. And um, he wanted to do another Glenn Strange because the other one he had his hands up in the air and people made fun of him, called him the volleyball Frankenstein. and <laughs> It
2: yeah. did look like that.
0: But it was beautiful sculpt. Um, so he says, hey, you know, I think I want to do... Um, you know, what what do you think? And I said, how about, you know, this? And I kind of, the scene from the movie, and uh, that's what we ended up going with. And uh, it worked out. And I will say this too. There are some other good Glenn Strange Frankenstein kits out there. Um, Escape Hatch has one that's like Aurora scale, Todd Powell. Yeah. That's really good. Um, The original Strange Encounter from Monsters in Motion, that's, that's really good. So there have been some good Glenn Strange Frankensteins. Um, I have a bust that's loosely based on the Bama art from the Big Frankie that Tony did for uh, Fritz, and that thing's just beautiful. So, and then my favorite bust, however, is probably this one, and I think it's just been reissued by uh, Earthbound. It was a uh, Rebel Resin did this initially, and this was the Glenn Frankenstein one to one or pretty close to one to one scale bust. Is that whose paint job? Not sure. Wish I, I, think- I knew.
1: I like that a lot. Again, yeah. So you, if you know,
0: I yeah, like that, that that's that's the uh, when I think of the monster, that's a color I really like with the yellow. Steve yeah. always does a nice job too. Um, yeah, and David Stan has done some great work too with the different and he's used some different colors variation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I always like this one.
1: Uh, yeah, that's a good piece.
0: And last but certainly Bride not Bride
1: of Frankenstein.
0: Bride of
2: Frankenstein.
0: Now, I've been a lot of kits of the Bride of Frankenstein. My personal favorite is the Aurora Box Art Tribute. Ask me
2: who sculpted it. Who sculpted it? Of course, Jeff sculpted okay. it. Okay. Okay.
0: Um, this really looks like her, too. If you held this kit in your hand, it really looks like her. I like being an old Aurora guy. I love, you know, that it was an Aurora mm-hmm. Box Art. This was the first one I bought. And I wasn't going to buy the rest of them until that bastard Worthling started putting them out because they never finished the line. Okay. And then that bastard comes around and starts sucking money out of me, which he made no money <laughs> off of
2: it, but, you know,
0: it <laughs> cost me a shit ton, you know.
2: um, This is really a nice kit. Uh, it's of all the box art kits, I think Ugh,
0: Mark will kill me. So far, I think this is one of the best ones. The Witch is really good, too. Yeah. Um, but this is the one that really got me looking at him, going, yeah, this is a good idea. So, It is beautiful. I will it, agree with you. It, it's really not- No, but I, I'm going to tell you something funny about this particular kit, and it drives me nuts. So that electrode on the side of her head with the circle on it. Uh-huh. So I get this kit, and I'm going through the parts, and there's only one. And I'm like, am I missing a part? Am I going to have to cast the same? I have to get a hold of Monsters in Motion and, and get one? So there's a parts list, and I'm going through it. It only comes with one, because that's the side you see. Yep. And it, that will just bug me to no end. I will <laughs> either have to make one or cast that one or something, because that will bug me. That
1: would bug me, too. I have my, yeah. Symmetry issues. I agree.
0: I mean, I understand why they only put I one get in it. there. But...
2: Would it have killed you to spend that extra five cents in resin and cast
0: a second one? <laughs> Apparently, maybe. Uh, I favored bust of The Bride of Frankenstein. And again, there's been a few that are really nice. Um, one of them I really liked years ago was um, Mark Van Tynes that he did for Resin Realities. And he did a Pretorius bust from, from the movie and he did The Bride. And I thought those were the two best ones. And I did like that one a lot. This is Blackheart's one-to-one scale wall hanger, and I initially
2: bought the 360, and
0: it was good. But then the wall hanger came out. And I liked the way the wall hanger was posed better, and I was yeah. I sold my 360 and I bought the wall.
1: Hanger. I can see that.
0: And uh, and that's why I have the Bride, the monster from the Bride wall hanger as well, because to me they just go together.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Who painted this one, it's I think that Steve Park did that one. Yep, okay, so there you go. Those are my uh, um... those are Scott's number one. If you disagree, agree Scott's let us know.
0: One. We'd Another love to hear that conversation. And I know there's other universal monsters, and uh, I'll just throw some uh, some honorable mentions the Metal Mutant, the Mark Brokaw, um, yeah, Mid-Head is that's a beautiful piece, the uh, Dr. Jekyll or the Mr. Hyde, uh. Again, the Jaeger Monsters from the Woods bust is really good. I always liked the original Geometric bust, too, by Mike Hill. So, um, and then... Um, yeah, maybe
1: we could just do, like, a Scott's number one and just do it once more often.
0: that a big, long list. Yeah. Hey, cool. I'll tell you what. Send, send in your suggestions. Yeah. What do you want? My number one what? Yeah. Ooh, good and, idea. Don't ask me for Lord of the Rings shit, because my number one would be number two.
1: So. Uh, all right, emails, voicemails, and corrections. Our first voicemail is
0: from. It's warranty. Since we have not gotten a response, we are giving you a final courtesy call before you close out your file. Press two to be removed well,
1: and put on our do not call it. Like, press one uh, okay. to speak. Model Club TV doesn't even own a car. <laughs> We're getting car warranty. <laughs> we should come back. We should. I can't uh guys we need more voicemails. All right. We more have one voicemail. other vo- Yeah. Our next voicemail is from CG Blade.
3: Hello, baby. Hey, this is uh Mr. Blade, and I am calling just to say hi. I thought I was gonna I was gonna grab my laptop and I was gonna write a quick email and I thought, Oh, wait a minute, better use his number. <laughs> Anyways got Jason hope you guys are doing well um i just wanted to comment on one thing um last week uh you had a gentleman on and he um insisted that we no longer use gray primer and i thought well damn you know what about the gray primer plants? you know <laughs> you know they need to run too so um <laughs> but seriously um Whenever I use gray primer, it's always because I'm between a white and a black. Uh when it comes to either the character or the base. Uh like a uh, Star Trek something, I'll prime it gray. Uh you know, something else that's the creature that I might prime black. Um, you know, another base I might prime white, depending on what it looks like. Um, I just got the uh the Flintstone um Girl creature base with the sand where she's holding onto his leg, and I primer that white because I know it's going to be a sand color. Um, so I think it all goes with the territory. I don't think we should all stop using gray primer, um, but I do think that um, I, it depends on the color uh, wheel. It depends on the complementary colors that you're planning on using. You know, if you think if you think a little bit ahead of time, you know about what you're using. Um, I know they also have a crap load of gray or uh colored primers like in uh, we have a menards here, I don't know if you guys have that store. Uh they have colored primer of every color. So um it's not unheard of to be using a red primer or whatever. So anyways I just want to call and say hi and tell you guys you're doing a great job and um we love your show. We watch it every two weeks, Jackie and I do, and um hopefully we'll meet up soon. Uh, Take care, guys, and uh, have
1: a good day. Thanks. Bye. Cool. Thank you, CG. He sent us another voicemail afterwards. Hellfire, his latest novel, is doing really well. He got a second, came in second place in the contest with his book. Uh, If you would like to order it, it's on Amazon. I'll get a link in here. But Hellfire is doing really well. And Scott and I are characters in that book. (laughs) And Yeah, I'm some kind of
0: gas-sniffing, (laughs) pill-popping, I I don't know, how I ended up
1: the weirdo. You're always gas-sniffing, though, so I think it's, you know, par for the course. All right, we do have some emails, and I'm going to get through these pretty quick with the readers. And Phil increased his font size. And Phil starts off with, Yet another great episode. Now, Jason, I know that you want your viewers, listeners to call in and leave a voicemail, but along with making you suffer, I am the mind... I am of the mindset that we need to keep people employed. One case in point here in Oregon, we still have people pump our gas. That's like New Jersey too, right? Yeah. The only two States I think it's New Jersey and weirdos. Get out of your goddamn cars. Unfortunately,
0: someone would pump my gas. Yeah. Wait, wait about a month. And you'll be saying, I wish I could get someone to come pump my gas. I, I like winter. I'm good.
1: Unfortunately, Walmart and other businesses don't feel like I do. I went into a local Walmart recently and they have converted almost all their checkout stands to self-serve. And you even have to make sure that the self-checkout that you are at will not only take your credit debit card, but will accept cash. Not all of them do. I am all for the self-checkout. The less less people I have to talk to, the better. And for your convenience, Jason, I've increased the size of my font to make it easier for you to read. The interview with Ed Bradley was great. Episodes with guests seem to be your best. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. This episode's going to suck. Uh, good for Ed building and painting commissions etc for others. As I said before, I used to build a lot for others, but as I'm getting older, I have more kits in my stash than I can possibly build in three lifetimes. I very rarely build for others. I'm right there with you. Like I only have one client and I finally just got something from him the other day. What tools you use in building painting kits was discussed. For my two cents, I'd like to uh, submit the idea of something I learned in one of my college art classes. If you use acrylic paints, which I use exclusively, use a China plate for your palette. When the paint dries on it, just fill it with some hot tap water, let it sit in the sink for a while and you can peel the paint right off a lot less going in the landfill than using a paper plate, styrofoam plate or some other disposable palette. Agreed. I agree. Uh, like plastic, it sticks to that, really. Like this plastic pallet thing that came with one of the pallets, I cannot chip the paint out of there for the life of me. Uh, One more item. Jason, have you found a source that can supply your loved ones with a big enough jar and alcohol and <laughs> enough alcohol to put your remains in when you pass away? I don't think the jar will fit on a shelf. I am pretty big. Actually. Uh, You'll have to sit on the floor. Uh, No, that's because I would like a Viking funeral where they set me on fire. And push me out into a lake or just the big funeral pyre out in a field somewhere. I want to be burned up on a big pile of sticks. So
0: I'd give anything to light that flame. <laughs> You're on. If we can use your backyard. Hopefully he's on his last leg still alive, <laughs> just so I can hear one of the last blood curdling scream.
1: <laughs> I'm not dead.
0: <laughs> Who's your model club daddy now?
1: Yeah. You son of a bitch. All right. This is from Chuck. Homoka. Hey, I talked to my Etsy friend and he said it would be great to talk about his store slash 3D printing. Uh, If you would like something printed, Chuck has a great place, Scott is being mean to me, uh, for you to print and it's over on Etsy. Uh, His prices are right on the mark and not inflated. Uh, He does get a lot of work and regular uh, turnaround time for when you send your file is about two weeks. That's not too bad, actually. Uh, So I don't want anyone crabbing where are the the prints uh, since he's a great guy and does great work. So it's custom 3 uh, it's 3D Directive Studio, and his name is uh, Michael Nicola, and he's the owner of it. So I'm going to put a link down there below to Michael Nicola's 3D Directive Studio. If you would like something printed, he's over on Etsy. Great prices, great turnaround, free advertising from us. Uh, give us a shout out at some point. That'd be great. We need, ooh, I'm going to talk about that next. The one last thing we need from everyone.
3: Money? Final email.
2: From Marty. Marty. I you.
1: Oh, Marty. I haven't heard from Marty in a while. We have, but just not on the show. I uh, thought I'd send you a most recent rendering, and it's, it's going to be in the gallery below. Uh, it's playing with the light. Poster Monster 62 from Moon Devil Studio, sculpted by John Dennett. Uh, I'll throw it up here for a second, and I'll put it in the gallery as well. Uh, and completed. God, I love rendering this kit. When John presented this kit, I right away contacted him and ordered the sculpt. I tell you, folks, this has to be one of my favorite kits in my collection. Why? Well, yet again, John did an exceptional sculpt. Something about this artist's work simply speaks to me. There is so much subtle energy in John's work, and the detail, wow. When I saw this sculpt, I was immediately transported back in time. Growing up to the child in, as a child in the 60s, I was a monster kid. This illustration by the great Jack Davis has been engraved in my mind ever since I first saw it. So to have a sculpt of this illustration was a no-brainer. As a child, I had a Frankenstein monster head as a wallet. I think I remember seeing that wallet somewhere. Uh, or had it. Oh, I want to see that. All those grass-cutting, snow shoveling, empty bottles, pick up penry's and Nickies Nickels, Nickies, <laughs> Nickels put away in his head. Money used to purchase comic books and anything monster related. The head was made of cheap rubber plastic, was a 3D sculpt, and you could put your change through a slit in the back of the head. I totally remember that thing. Seeing John sculpt, You remember that. They're I remember like seeing like, than like a, no, there's like a, a monster, a Frankenstein's monster wallet. I remember
0: seeing one of those. Find a picture of it. Put I it. will.
1: All right. Uh, John sculpted Before the Forehead reminded me so much of that wallet. Uh, I had so much fun rendering this kit as my bro- bro- blood brothers, Jason and Scott recently put forth. It paints itself. I had never heard of that expression before, but man, it suits it for this kit. Just a fantastic kit to work on a fun token of my wonderful childhood years. Nothing complicated here, folks. All done with acrylics, inks and pastels, two coats of floor wax. This kit is so important to me that he shall stand on my bureau constantly bringing smiles to my face and great memories. Thank you, John, for making a kit that goes beyond being a great kit. I am happy and honored to possess such an incredible artifact. Stay safe, people. Oh, Uncle Marty. So I'm going to keep it up here. It is a really nice kit. And he did a great job with it. Yeah. Smarty. We get a bug down it again to get him on here. Yeah. He's, yeah. We got to get money. Okay. The one thing we need from everybody, Scott, we need more subscribers. Money. money? We need people to share the uh, podcast out. So if you can, if people don't know about us, I know there's not a lot of garage kit people out there, but in your 3d printing places, anywhere on your Facebook page, if you want, please share us out. Uh, we need to get to a thousand subscribers and we're still under 500 and it's over a year and a half almost. So
2: please it'd be great a year.
1: year and a half, two years, no. almost a little over a year, a little over a year. Um, it feels like five. But... It does feel like five. So if you could please it'd be great, share us, let people know about us. Like, please like, and subscribe. It helps a lot. It really Have your does. your dog like.
0: subscribe. We don't care. Yeah. You know. Have
1: your wife subscribe. We don't care. Um, but that subscribe, it just helps us in the YouTube algorithms to get noticed. And please, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, and we thank everybody for everything so far. Uh, it's, I never thought we'd make it this far, at least. So Scott, any parting words? Happy Jason's birthday. Uh, thanks, buddy. Thank you, Paul Gilder for the ornaments we're going to give away this episode. Again, you're, uh, the worst thing that ever happened to you on Christmas. That's what we want to know. <laughs> If it's not depressing,
2: or if it is, that's okay. But if you're willing to share it, how about worst funny thing? Sure. That'll make it better. Uh, coming up next episode, Scott. Scott wants to talk about the
0: 3d printing world and there's so much going on out there and I'm not just talking to, um, I'm not just speaking to the you know what's out there and what's cool about it and all that but what's ethical and what's not ethical and what's um what's going on out there when people buy a file um because what's going on is if you go to ebay there's a ton of people selling prints of a file they bought and so it's you know there's a lot of gray area right there's a lot of gray areas cg trader is not real clear on their policies and i don't even think some of these sculptors realize you know that this is happening um and i will say this if you're getting into 3d printing stay off of etsy for buying files okay because what happens is a lot of guys go and they buy files And once they got it, it would be like me taking Wells, Groovy Ghoulies and buying all five of them and then going on Etsy and selling files. Yeah. And, and, you know, and making money off someone else's work and it's just wrong. It's, it's the kind of thing that the garage kit elders are really worried about and hate. And, and Mm -hmm. I really like, you know, maybe we can get some guys on here to talk about it. Yeah, that's
1: us. why I'd love to. We, even if it's like little five minute interviews, we'll maybe we'll push for that. Uh, but yeah, it's something that needs to
0: be talked about. Definitely. So, We're so, going to do it this episode, but we got entranced at Halloween. and Yeah. But it's going to come because I want to talk about
1: it. Cool. All right, everybody. Have a great couple of weeks. Be safe. Don't eat any razor
2: blades and apples. And. I don't know.
1: Put some dog shit on someone's doorstep.
2: Yeah. Light it on fire. Yeah. <laughs> what a great idea. <laughs>
1: the good old days. All right. Hang in there, everybody. We'll talk to you later.